No, then you have the line so that you know when it started. <laughs> it's like a, what's that called when you're making a movie? Oh. Slate? It's Slate. Yes, yeah. totally. I should probably know that. Eh? I've been in so many. <laughs> so uh, welcome to a very special episode of How We Met, my first bonus episode. Hello, hello, hello. This is Russ. You may know Russ from the podcast Pop Pantheon. Yes, or from your life. From my life, just <laughs> photos around the one person who's more committed to wearing a theme costume than I am. I do love a theme costume. That's yeah. true. And I appreciate the opportunity to wear one. To wear one. Yes. Well, it's so funny. So many people are like, well, I need an event to wear this to. And I'm like, baby, the grocery store is an event. Like, just wear it. <laughs> like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, you look good. Will you look extra? Sure. But... You know, that's kind of the whole point. Yes, it is. Why else would you own it, you know? <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm happy to, for you to be here. I feel like you were such a instrumental part in getting me started mm-hmm. with my podcast and teaching me what I should be thinking about, giving me feedback. I, I did a test episode that's never going to see the light of day because it's terrible. No, it's good. <laughs> it would be good if I edited it a lot, but it was actually going to take so much editing that I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'll just do next week. As someone who has done a test episode of a podcast, yours was better than mine. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good to know. I did used to host that radio show, right? So Correct. I feel like it's, um, it's coming in handy a little bit. And I talk to myself all the time. Mm-hmm. When you were about to come over, I was practicing what I was going to say to you, and Lily thought you were here and started barking. <laughs> I was like, no one's here. I'm just talking to myself. Uh, no, it is a thrill to be here. I'm a listener of the podcast as well. Oh, And I think nice. that this is a very cool way of sharing with the wider world what you already do for your friends and family and your network. You know, I listen, have been listening to your podcast, your playlists, that this podcast is sort of inspired by for a very long time. And also, you know, if I go to a party in our friend group, it'll be your playlists that are on. And cool. I've discovered artists through you. And I think that, you know, there are people who function as that suggester mm-hmm. in their world because people are so busy and not everybody is engaged and on the forums and looking at New Music Fridays, but they want new music. Totally. And there will be people in their lives that bring it to them. I'm excited for you to be able to do that for like a wider audience than the people who are in your life in the non-podcast world. Than the people I just take over the aux cord for. <laughs> you should see when I updated my phone, my old one Bluetooth was connected to 38 oh different speakers. Gosh. <laughs> Brett. <laughs> I have a problem. You were away in the spring. You had uh, a gig. Mm-hmm. And so you were away for something like six weeks or something? It was three months almost. Was it really? 12, it was 12 weeks, I think. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I remember I went to a party and you weren't there. And I looked around and I said, I can play whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you play? Did BB people Rex like it? Uh... BB Rex, uh, no, that, that's what I was listening to while I was there. That's what you well, would have been playing. I was in Halifax. <laughs> yes. And she she had a song on that album called Born Again. And one of the lyrics was, the sun is setting high on the East Coast. Without you, baby, I've been feeling so low. Oh my goodness. And I like normally don't listen to a ballad. I hear yeah. a guitar and I turn it off. But I was like <laughs> sobbing listening to that song. I was like, this is my story. This song is about me. <laughs> no, that's a good, that's, that's a good choice. 
I will say, every once in a while, you'll post an Instagram story, mm -hmm. and the song you use is one that I know you found through me. <laughs> and I just have this little, like, glowing sense of pride. I'm like, hee, hee, hee. You've been using Camille's options a lot? I am obsessed with Camille. Camille is the discovery of the year. I like, totally, for us all. completely yeah. agree. My boyfriend's very on board yes. as well. Amazing. Yeah, we are rooting for Camille. And, like, let's get her to a place in her career where she's touring internationally, because I, so she needs to come here. I need to go see her. A thousand percent. Yes. Oh, I love that. That is so cool. So we are talking a little bit about new music, but what you're really here today to talk about is the concerts that we've been to see in the last, what, year and a half? Yeah. So how many shows have we been to? Maybe five or six. Maybe I more. It was more than that. It might be more than that. I think that. it's seven, actually. We have also gone to a lot of like dance parties mm -hmm. based around artists we love or eras, eras. or genres <laughs> of music that we love. Totally. And... I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a musical connection. Even just like we spend a lot of time like dancing together. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've known each other for a really long time. Correct. We went to high school together. Yes. But we weren't really, we weren't super close in high school. No, we were friendly more than we were friends. Yeah. No, I hated you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only gay kid in this village. <laughs> No, but then you went away for the last couple of years of high school, too, so... Yes. I do remember coming into the city, and, like, we would go to some of those, like, 18 and under, like, dance parties or whatever. Yeah, we went to underage dance parties, yes. like, club nights at bars that were typically 18-plus. Do they still do that? I don't know. I feel like that's really important for kids to be able to go out and, like, experience music in a public way. Yeah. You know? And actually, I think that it's a nice building block for enjoying the communal experience of dancing and enjoying music without it necessarily being linked to substance of any form. Totally. And without it also being linked to standing there watching the DJ with your phone up in the air. <laughs> yes. Actually dancing. Yes. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, we definitely did that as teenagers Yeah, well. no, and so what, it was during lockdown and you were hosting a weekly, it was, it was like on Twitch, right? It was, uh, so I had a, a Twitch show with my friend, the drag queen Bombay. Well, drag queen's a strong word. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate your saying so. Uh, <laughs> we love you, it, Yeah, it was called Many Different Things, but there was an iteration called Can We Be Friends, and bomb and i did it together and then bomb went off to do canada's drag race at which point i was put into the situation of trying to come up with a way of doing the show that didn't make it obvious that she was away <laughs> which was an impossible task i was gonna say how successful was that i mean not uh, we fooled some people which i was surprised by well but, some you people know, are, are dumb when you disappear for six weeks you're like well i think i might know what's going on yeah but we but, weren't sure if it was a weirder thing to just stop doing the show and then suddenly do it again when all the girls got back to town. Right. Or if I should just keep going. So I decided to keep going and I had a series of fun and interesting people on, including you. And you taught me how to go-go dance. That's right. We learned a Britney Spears routine. Yeah. Well, learn is a strong word for how <laughs> I did at that task. But you certainly taught. I, well, I mean, maybe I'm just not a great teacher. <laughs> I've been to your spin classes. That's not true. Oh, that's nice. No, I, but I, are you familiar with the theory that if you are a natural at something, that you're not a great teacher because you didn't have to learn how to do it? I did not. I don't know what I'm a natural at, so I think that I could teach anything. <laughs> well, you do. You do teach. I do teach. Yeah. Um, are you good at it? I hope so. <laughs> 
I'll ask your students. Yes. Maybe they'll listen. They can tell me. Right uh, in. <laughs> one of my students uh, told me. So I uh, produce a podcast. It's called Pop Pantheon. And we dissect the careers and legacies of different pop stars. Everyone from Beyonce, Madonna, Diana Ross, down to Charlie Puth and Charlie XCX. All the Charlies. All of the Charlies. If you are a pop star named Charlie, we will do an episode about <laughs> you. That's the rule. <laughs> Uh, which is, I'm sort of like in the background of it, but if you listen to our Patreon show, I have a much stronger hosting presence. Cool. And I had a student who came to me and said, hey, I just met one of the upper year students and he asked me what I was doing. I said I was in a course with Russ Martin and he said, oh my God, I love Pop Pantheon. No way. And I was like, that's so sweet. And then my student says to me, and he wasn't even joking. (laughs) It could have been sarcastic, I guess. That's true. And I'm like, pardon me? Oh, I love Pantheon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just proud they knew the name of it. That's amazing. And Uh, recognize your name. Correct. That's so cool. Uh, So we are reaching my students, and that's hilarious. That's awesome. (laughs) I love that so much. No, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and this is going to be my first bonus episode. Yeah. So typically, I like to talk about all the new music that comes out every week. But today, we're going to talk about concerts, all right? So you you saw a concert the other night. You went to Janelle Monet, did you not? I did go to Janelle Monet the other night. I yes. wasn't there, but I do want to hear about it. Okay, so I like Janelle's, Janelle's music. I don't love it. Like, I'm not the biggest fan. I could agree. Uh, and I got a free ticket to it from a friend. Uh, It was like a a day of thing. I had plans to go and they got twists turned upside down and I ended up with like a last minute ticket anyways. Cool. It was phenomenal. Yeah. She has such presence. I've seen her on red carpets before and so I know that she has that it thing. She's a star. She's a star. Absolutely. She's emanating it and you know, you see some celebrities and they don't necessarily, like there's a, a regular person and that's, Absolutely fine. Being a human being, it's what I am. Janelle Monet is, fine. <laughs> is an extraterrestrial yeah. like presence. Cool. Uh, and her live show was spectacular. And I think that it, having the live instrumentation added a lot of textures that I didn't necessarily hear on the album. Hear on the album, yeah. or maybe I didn't just didn't connect to mm-hmm. on the album. But uh, as a live artist, was spectacular. And people, it was just like she gives certain categories of people permission to have joy in ways that I think are really special and to see a queer black woman create space for queer black women to come together and you know be experiencing joy and love was a special energy to be around absolutely so it was cool excellent and it made me more of a fan you know I think seeing live music is always interesting because You're hoping it's going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not always what you're expecting Mm -hmm. or what you want or your vision of the artist. And something I like about you is that you're always game to go and see a variety of artists depending on your availability, not depending on how much you like them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think exactly the same as what you just said. Sometimes you see them in concert and you get it. It Yeah. clicks, right? You were talking about maybe hearing it with live instruments. Mm. And I always notice songs have a different energy in a live setting. Yeah. You know, I remember seeing St. Lucia live mm. in okay. Winnipeg. 
And it was exactly that. Like, you know, the backup singer, she's got the tambourine, like the, it was so jazzy and like vibrant in yes. real life where on CD it maybe some of the times felt a little like muddy or um, just like flat. You yeah. know what I mean? So I don't want to get like way too scholarly about it, but music as a recorded medium isn't that old. Right. And music as a live medium has been around since, since humans people. have yeah, been around. Totally. And so I think that there's mm. something ethereal and special about seeing music live that is a, an experience that is totally different from hearing recorded music. A thousand percent. I don't know if I've ever really thought about it like that. I love that. And it's so true. It's like, you know, as, a, as someone who loves theater, yeah. it's like one of my dance teachers used to say that there's no such thing as opening night and closing night. Every performance is an opening and a closing. Because mm. if you're not in the room when it happens, you miss it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even seeing like a, a video of it is never going to give you the same Absolutely experience not. of being there, right? And there's so few experiences now in the age of social media that are ephemeral still. Yeah. And it is special. I also think that there is something about being around a group of people who all share something, even if it is something that could seem as superficial as the love for the same pop artist. Totally. But you share something and that has all brought you together and experiencing albums with a group of people I think is a really powerful experience for me. Absolutely. Well, and it's funny because you said something about going into a concert with your idea of what this artist is about yes. and everybody in that room is going to have different ideas of what that is, right? So do you have a favorite concert you've ever seen? Oh, gosh. I saw...